We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Welcome in, everybody. It's MHI. He is Thomas Hall. I'm Luke Patterson. Scott Kennedy on the ones and twos, bringing you your MHH coverage here on Wednesday night, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Mountain. If you'd like to reach out to Thomas, please do so on Twitter. That's at Thomas Hall NFL. Uh, yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. You want to reach out to Scott? That's at Scout Kennedy as well. Tom, it feels like 600 years have passed since the Broncos last played a football game, and I know I, Monday night is, is the next yeah. one, right? We're we're going from you know this hiatus into Monday night football against the Buffalo Bills. How are we feeling? Well, that's the thing, man. Is it like the buy came at the wrong time? for you know to uh, to understand how good they're going to be right they they beat the chiefs and then they go on their bye and we're like oh what the heck is going on are they are they okay are they not okay are they good or did they just beat the chiefs because they you know it was their time <laughs> what happened thing. so you know it, for me i mean it's good time for the team that's a per you know a nice split up of the season you got nine games left which is good but you know for me to to see okay i was i was ramped up to see what they did the next weekend and we had to wait not just till the next weekend till monday night so well you know, exactly hard. and we're waiting all these days for a game but let's not forget too the nfl trade deadline tom that came and went on halloween yeah. you know during the bye right during that off period for the broncos so i mean i, I feel like a lot's happened in between these 13 days or so and then a lot stayed the same it, it's right. a weird feeling we were yelling at each other last week, you know, are the Broncos a good team? Was it a quality <laughs> win? All these sorts of things. And we're still asking those questions here well, yeah, what? We're not on, on Wednesday, November 8th, just less than days away, five days away from Monday Night Football. I mean, there are more questions now than answers. And yeah. usually it's the opposite when teams are on a two-game winning streak. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. It's the, the, t the team is almost night and day from what, they started. I know, I know they're not great. It, you know, they started out awful, but they're much better the last, you know, couple weeks. So, you know, the defense is better. Uh, they seem to be playing with a more of a, an attitude, a more winning attitude. They seem to be coming together a little bit more, even though you would think that they wouldn't be because of their record. So it's, it's one of those things you just, you have to see more. I, I got to see more. And like I said before, if they lose to the Bills, but they play well and they just lose because they're in Buffalo against a good team, which is a beatable team, by the way, um, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to think high, still think highly of the team going forward. But if they go out there and lay an egg, then I, I'm just going to go back to, okay, they were what we thought they were at the start of the season. But we don't know. And, you know, the team seems to think that they have it in them to to make a turnaround because if they didn't they would have they probably would have gotten rid of at least one or maybe two players at the at the trade deadline. Yeah, one would think. I mean, look, we're trying to figure out what the short-term and the long-term goals of this team are now. Uh, Tom, it's it's tough for me to come up with these keys to victory every week for this Broncos team because I don't know which <laughs> team I'm going to get. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, not to not to be redundant, but you just can't write the same thing every week of, well, the Broncos need to run the ball. Oh, Russell right. Wilson <laughs> needs to not have turnovers. Oh, the Broncos pass rush needs to sack the quarterback. I mean, these sorts of things are not what we write about at Mile High Idol. We try to take a little bit more of a creative and analytical approach and dive into it. Context does matter. We will get to Vaughn Miller. Right, some guy named Vaughn Miller. I don't know, Super Bowl 50 MVP. Perhaps you've heard of him. This is going to be his first official matchup against his old crew, the Denver Broncos. We're going to talk Vaughn, what to expect out of that cat, and much more here in MHI. But before we do that, let's say what's up to our guy, Michael Brinkio, Big Mike, out there in Arizona representing Broncos country, saying, good evening, Thomas and Luke on the Mile High Insiders. Go Broncos. Thank you so much, Mike. You show up and show out every single show. We really appreciate you. Right behind Michael is Miguel, Miguel Santistivan coming in with a sup, fellas, with lots of love from Facebook. Guys, those Facebook stars, these super chats, we appreciate them very much. They help us keep the lights on here at MHH, specifically MHI, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Mountain. Um, it's cool to see guys and gals have some renewed energy right now, Tom, especially in the chat, hearing from Michael, hearing from Miguel. I mean, guys and gals are wondering, look, you go into Buffalo – you beat this Buffalo Bills team, Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, you know, the same team that goes toe to toe with the Chiefs every single year and the AFC championship or close to right. The Cincinnati right. Bengals are right there now, too. I mean, this is a daunting task. If the Broncos can do it, Broncos country has tons of reason to be excited. And maybe just maybe I'll call it the real deal. I'm, I'm not sure if it's a false positive. I'm not quite willing to go ahead and, and throw my prediction out just yet this early into the show. But Buffalo, like you said, Tom, you said it on your on your X on Twitter, whatever I got to say at Thomas Hall NFL earlier today. Uh, the Bills are a beatable team. Yeah, they are, and that's the thing. You're not you don't know what you're going to get with the Bills either. Like we're talking about the Broncos, are we going to get a, a winning team or not? The Bills, they, they're they've had some pretty awful games as well, really. On top of uh, you know Josh Allen's interceptions and he you know play so it depends. Are you going to get a Josh Allen that throws interceptions? Are you going to get that Buffalo Bills team that that you know loses to the Jets after Aaron Rodgers went down in the first first four plays? Or are you going to get the Bills team that we all expected? And that's the thing, you know. And uh, so I'm telling you that th this team is beatable, but the Broncos have to show up for that to happen. And and that's the thing. Are they going to show up or are they going to be like the Miami, you know, the team that showed up for the Miami Dolphins game? That's where we're at. Bron that's exactly where we're at. And I think Broncos country, while they may be excited to see Vaughn Miller and folks, Vaughn's just coming off of that ACL injury. I mean, the guy was activated, I think October 7th of this year. I think he's played approximately 104 snaps or so he's got one assisted tackle and that's it zero sacks now i do think that's going to change against the broncos um just because mike mcglinchy and garrett bowles i mean they've had their share of issues mike mcglinchy more so than garrett bowles uh but vaughn knows this team vaughn's a seasoned vet and it's time for the bills to get some of that massive contract back in, in what they signed vaughn for before that injury and before he had that nagging knee thing that was last year that's what eventually led to this whole ACL thing with Vaughn. Um, kind of weird, but let's talk Josh Allen for just a second because you talked to me about the Bills being a beatable team and Josh Allen is 2-0 <laughs> against the Denver Broncos. He takes it personal whenever he plays this team. He said as such in interviews. It's been well documented. I mean, there were more Denver media members at the Wyoming Pro Day than there were Broncos personnel. So Josh obviously felt slighted by that, being in the Broncos' backyard, what have you. The rest is history. I mean, he's a pro bowler. He's a second-team all-pro guy. He, he's he's the man, all right? He is a very good player. He is not better than Pat Mahomes. He is not the reigning M NFL MVP or anything like that. But at six foot five, 237 pounds, this guy can ball. Now, he's thrown for 2,400 yards, 18 touchdowns, 71.3 completion percentage. However, Tom... He does turn the football over, as you mentioned earlier. There have only been two games this season in which Josh Allen hasn't turned over the ball. That was against the Miami Dolphins, the Las Vegas Raiders. Bills won those games, right? Other than that, we're looking at some interceptions. Nine interceptions, three fumbles. Look, the Denver defense, they're going to catch Josh Allen joshing around, if you will. 
and they need to take advantage of those turnovers. That's the biggest reason to me, Tom, why this is a beatable Buffalo Bills team because Josh Allen lives and dies by the sword. Some guy named Justin Simmons also had an interception against Josh Allen in 2019. He's the the league leader in interceptions since entering the league. Maybe Justin picks off Josh. Listen, we all know it's way more fun to be there live for Denver Broncos football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered. As the official marketplace of the Denver Broncos and the NFL, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat with a wide selection of tickets available for every game. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors, that beautiful orange and blue. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Denver Broncos. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, I'll tell you, man, that's the thing. I, I You know, I do my uh, by the numbers thing. I bring out some stats every week about some key metrics that we need to look that the Broncos should be paying attention to. And one of them is people want to fear the Josh Allen deep ball, but reality is you shouldn't have to fear the deep ball from Josh. Allen. That's where his picks come from. He He's ahead of the average on picks with deep balls. He's below the average on completion percentage. I think Justin Simmons could have a pretty good day if he does try to test them deep. So, I mean, I'm not, you know, yes, you got to, you got to worry about it. I mean, cause he can throw the ball. He can th- flat out throw the ball, but you know, I, I don't know if I'd be too scared. I'd actually kind of tempt him into throwing the deep balls. a little. Yeah. Bit bait him. You got to bait him, man. And look, I, I would be, if I'm Vance Joseph, I'm willing to lose this football game to Josh Allen in the air. Not on the ground. You, yeah. I don't know if you're going to spy this man. If it were me, I just, I'd blitz all damn night. I mean, yeah, no problem getting after Pat Mahomes with pass rush. Uh, I hope that shows up too, right? I, yeah. I mean, look, it's just so inconsistent. And we're talking not only defense, offense too. I have no clue what kind of offense I'm going to get out of Sean Payton. I could sit up here and rail on Vance Joseph for hours. But Sean Payton, man, I are you going to be committed to running the ball this week? Are we going to get behind and panic? I mean, these are questions that we need to ask right now ahead of Monday Night Football. Jerron Washington coming in, weighing in on his thoughts, Broncos v. Bills. If we can put pressure on Josh Allen and stop him from running, not give up those big plays, we can totally beat this team. And that's just it, right, Jerron? That is just it. Man, Josh Allen is a load, Tom. I mean, 6'5", 237, doesn't do justice. I don't know if you've seen Josh Allen up close. Um, he is He's a mountain of a man, and he plays a physical brand of football. He does live and die by that sword, and I think maybe the Broncos get a fumble here too, right? I mean, but 
It can't just be that. Justin Simmons gets an interception. Yay! He continues his interception. No, offense, you need to capitalize on that. And it can't just be field goals. It needs to be touchdowns. This is a Buffalo Bills team that can have a potential breakout game against the Broncos. Why? Because the Broncos aren't a good football team. They've won two games, folks. Let's see what they do on Monday night. Phil McLaughlin weighing in, Tom. Good evening, Luke, Tom, and Deacon Scott. This should be a good game. The Buffalo Bills may pressure themselves just enough to turn over the ball. Hashtag Buckham, go Broncos, MHH for life. Well, that's just it. They just, they, they're not, they weren't expected to be five and four right now, right? So they, they feel the pressure. It's not a trap game. They know they got to go out there and win this game to, to keep pace with the, I and mean, they're outside looking in right now in the playoffs. If the playoffs start today, the Bills would not be in the playoffs. That's where they're at. So they know they got to win this game. So will they put more pressure on themselves and, you know, take it, you know, take too much of that pressure to heart and then, you know, really press to try and win and then end up losing because they make too many mistakes that, that, I mean, it's a great point that you put uh, out there, but the same thing is the, I mean, the Broncos, the pressure isn't on them. But if they don't win this game, it is going to be extremely hard for them. Even if they play good and they feel like they can make a run, it, yep. going out three and six, that's going to be extremely hard for them to make a run of any kind to even threaten for the playoffs after that. So it's one of those things where the pressure's on both teams if they want to make the playoffs because the Bills are not in the playoffs right now. Well, and I worry about the Bills right now, too, coming off of a Sunday night football loss to the Cincinnati Bengals, 24-18. I mean, <laughs> talk about a get-right game. They're looking at this Broncos game right now on Monday night like, thank God we got Denver. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> we've got Denver, all right? We could have our tune-up game. Josh Allen's going to go off. He hates the Broncos. We all know it. Bills Mafia, they're going to be out there staying warm. Right, stay warm out there in Buffalo in November, uh, doing the chair thing, the table thing, whatever it is that they do. That's a cool fan base, man. I'm not gonna make fun of them. It's just they get silly and they get cool, and I guess I can appreciate that. Speaking of getting silly and getting cool, Rodney's always cooling it with us here on MHI. Can we see Jalil McLaughlin get a rushing touchdown? <laughs> Got him in fantasy. Uh, man, that's so interesting, Rodney. And the reason I wanted to bring this up, right? Not that we care about your fantasy football team because nobody cares about anyone's fantasy football team. <laughs> except their uh, own. <laughs> yeah, except their own, right? Running the football, man. Running the football is going to be key. Uh, Javante Williams still hasn't scored a rushing touchdown since December. I mean, like, how weird is that? He's been a bigger receiving threat. Then some of the Broncos receivers. I think Pookie's got two, three touchdowns already through the air. Samaji P. Ryan has had a complimentary role as a running back slash receiver as well. If I were to put money on, on one of them getting a, a rushing touchdown this week, Rodney, it would be Jaleel. It really would. Uh, he has the most explosive plays out of this Broncos running back room right now. Hell, he's right up there with explosive plays, period, for the offense, you know, outside of some guy named Marvin Mims, who's right. supposed to get involved, right? He's supposed to get involved, Tom. That's what Sean Payton's telling me. Uh, am I going for the bait here or am I getting baited by coach? Because coach, as you know, likes to keep those cards close to his, his chest and never reveal anything. He's out there saying, oh, yeah, Marvin Mims. I've got his name on my play calling sheet. And I'm thinking, coach, what are you doing? Are you trying to trick us here? Are you trying to pull a fast one on me and Sean McDermott and those Buffalo Bills? So far, that I would have to go with a no. I mean, he's he's actually not played him, even though he already knows he's explosive. We've seen it. We all saw it. But he's got less. Seems like he's getting less and less opportunities. But I'll tell you, the Bills can be run on. If and McLaughlin can yes. have an explosive play, line him up behind Quinn Miners. I mean, have him run behind Quinn Miners. Attack that area of the field. Uh, even the the Bills. Not, I mean, their their average is four point nine yards per carry, which is one of the worst in the league right now. Third, but, it's third worst, Tom. It's yeah. third worst, and the Broncos are up there. They're in that top three too, baby. So it's, it's like, uh, it's but there. Miners is playing pretty well. McLaughlin can have a big. I mean, they've they've given up some big runs. Even when you take out those big runs, twenty plus yards, they can still be had in that side of the field with some good rushes. Uh, so I think McLaughlin and Javante Williams can have a good game. If they, uh, you know, stick to the run, the problem is, is the Bronx have not had a, a running back over the century mark. They haven't had a receiver go over the century mark since Marvin Mims did it in like week three or whatever it was, or week two, wow. whatever that was. 
you know, so they need to start, they need to start getting, they need to attack. They need to attack a little more. I did. And I liked how they attacked against Kansas city chiefs when it was necessary, right? When it was necessary, they went with some uh, attacking type style of play, but against this bills team in the running game, they should attack and they should be able to have some running room, get some big plays. And uh, hopefully McLaughlin will be part of that because he, he is their most explosive running back. Williams is their best running back. He's the most consistent. I think he's getting better as the year is going on. But explosive-wise, get that big run. It's going to be McLaughlin. The Broncos can grind this Bills defense into some straight-up bison patties if Sean Payton commits, period. Um, I love that you do your by the numbers. I do my keys to victory, and they usually come out right around the same time. And it's always funny, Tom, because we never talk about what we're going to write. We never talk really about what the show's going to be. It's authentic. None of this is scripted, anything like Nobody wants to listen or, or read scripts. But it's funny when you talk about running the football and you provide context with some of the stats. And it's interesting, Tom, when you go back and you look at these consecutive wins against the Packers and the Chiefs, Sean Payton actually prioritized running the ball. We're talking in those two games, 65 plays for 298 yards. That's 4.58 yards per rush. So not only did the Denver offense prove to be effective running the ball, 16 out of 21 first downs, but Russell Wilson controlled the clock. He kept the Broncos defense fresh. That's why these pass rushers were able to get after Pat Mahomes. That's why Justin Simmons was able to have a career day and earn a career high a new honor right he never all these honors that justin simmons has, has received in his career right never an afc defensive player of the week that one surprised me tom um but you're just right man you look at this buffalo team they're vulnerable but i'm going to give them some credit and i'm going to pause just a little bit when you look at the buffalo cincinnati game they held pro bowl running back joe mixon to just 67 rushing yards i i mean that's Joe Mixon and company 67 total rushing yards in that 24 to 18 victory. And I know it's a, a league of parody and the cliches and whatever I have to say. I mean, people are kind of asking the same question with Buffalo right now. What are we going to get out of our defense? Is yeah. Mr. Jack, Dr. Jackal or Mr. Hyde? <laughs> hey gang, make little Caesars the official pizza sponsor of the NFL part of your game day you know how it is watching the broncos to say the least you work up a bit of an appetite but you can get ahead of that by ordering online during our pizza pizza pregame one hour before and three hours after nfl kickoffs plus all day sunday and get ready for some football and fun choose your favorite little caesar's pizza or pick the toppings you crave either way you win personally i'm a big fan of little caesar's plain cheese pizza but my favorite for what it's worth is the pepperoni with stuffed crust and speaking of winning everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup so grab some friends and enjoy a few slices during the game sick of being upsold at gyms my guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Yeah, that's just it. I mean, and if you think about their turnover, like their interceptions, right? Like people look at their interception total like, wow, they they can take take the ball away. They've got eight interceptions. The fact of the matter is six of those came from two quarterbacks in two games, right? So every other game, they haven't been picking the ball off that much. So they're, you know, when you look at these overall stats and you're like, oh, this defense can take a ball away and, you know, they're, they're really good pass defense wise, blah, blah, blah. It, it really you gotta you gotta look deeper because I think the Broncos can attack this defense deep with some deep passing and go after them. I, I don't think they need to rely completely on the run. Yes, they need to run the ball and run it consistently and not get behind so they get panicked. But I think they can attack deep as well. I wouldn't. I'm not afraid of the Buffalo Bills defense, even though they they kind of ranked, yeah. uh, ranked a little higher in the pass defense uh-huh. when you look at it in total and you look at their interceptions. But it's a bit skewed to a couple games. You know, guys that worry me, Vaughn Miller, Gregory Rousseau, Leonard Floyd, 
Ed Oliver. Those guys worry me, but I would be looking to challenge them. Just like our guy David is always looking to challenge us here on MHI, saying good evening, Broncos country. Luke, Tom, Dylan, and Deacon Scott still calling his shot. David, I love it. 11 and 6, man. Um, whew, David, it's a big one this week, bud. It's a big one this week in Buffalo, East Coast, Monday night, um, coming off of a long bye. That's another one that's just driving me crazy right now, Tom. I mean, were the Broncos just fat and happy during this bye? Because Coach Sean Payton did talk about releasing them, right? And and took on Andy Reid's approach for the bye and have guys come in, check out the film, and then send them on their way. Uh, man, how's the Sean Payton Denver Broncos team in 2023 look after the bye? I mean, were they were they feeling themselves saying, oh, we beat the Packers, we beat the Chiefs, we're the best thing ever? Or is it we better show up to work and seriously get it on? Because this Buffalo Bills team will hang a ton of points on us if we don't show up with a hardworking, humble mentality. Well, the big thing is uh, we've, you know, the Broncos are getting some injured players back, right? So you, know, you get Browning back finally. He's got even another week to rest, and he looked he looked really fantastic against the Chiefs, for my opinion. But you're getting healthier, so that's a plus. But yeah, I mean, I hope that's the thing. Like Sean Payton releases them, but they're still three and five, right? They're still losing club. Do you really want to go have them be on vacation and feel great? And come back. Oh well, whatever. We're just going to get back to it, and we're not in you know this mentality of we need to work our tails off. I don't think that's the case. I think they have a re. I really feel like they have a renewed attitude towards winning. I mean, getting and I know that the Kansas City Chiefs. It, they were it was time for them to beat them, but the Kansas City Chiefs are a good team, and they beat the crap out of them. They really did. Oh, Tom, I'm not saying that. With you the Kansas me that City Chiefs, bud. <laughs> you uh, no no they they deserve the win they they beat a Kansas City Chiefs team with Travis Kelsey hung over from the World Series and Pat Mahomes had the flu okay so let's just thank God that's over by the way right they don't have yeah. to play the Chiefs again all right and no they're not going to see him in the postseason all right shocker uh, look this is a tough team to try to figure out because if you're also Sean Payton this is you're dealing with a lot of sensitive souls out there at Centura Health Training Center. Uh, a lot of these guys are super sensitive on social media. They're super sensitive about their level of production. They're super sensitive about their role on this football team. Um, they're definitely going to be super sensitive if you're just being a dictator to them on the bye week, right? They're not going to like that. They're going to check out. Uh, maybe they were already some of them checked out thinking, hey, I'm going to get traded and this is going to be great. Psych, you're still in Denver. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you maneuver that. I think it's got to be measured and I think it has to be balanced. Those are two things that Sean Payton struggles with, right? And he's my guy. But being measured and staying balanced is a big, big challenge for the character of Sean Payton. Um, if if he can put this team together and get them to believe, and his actions are showing that he believes, that yeah. team can think whatever they want of him. He can be the biggest turd in the world. He could be the greatest guy in the world. But he said, I believe in this football team. I'm not willing to move guys. And so far, he backed that up, right? Outside of Randy Gregory, some other little transactions. He's committed to this team. Say what you want about Sean Payton. Players read into that, and I think that could have a little bit of a rallying cry in Buffalo. It's possible. I mean, well, first of all, Randy Gregory had to go. He just had to go. He 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 wasn't someone that should have been on this team to begin with, which still it still ticks me off that they traded Von Miller for Randy Gregory, basically. And <laughs> Randy Gregory played like six games and wasn't very effective. So and Vaughn's gonna be Von, out there wrecking McGlinchey all all Monday night, too. That's gonna be frustrating. And now that you brought well, that up, I'm gonna remember that. Oh, hey, Vaughn, thanks. But Von Miller, when he when he's ready to turn it on, he's gonna be he's gonna be hard to handle. And if he's ready to turn it on this game, you know, if he feels comfortable and he's back and he's he's gonna unleash unleash Von Miller, it's gonna he's be gonna a long night because when Von Miller went to the Rams, it took him a couple games before he really got into his groove. But I don't think they win that Super Bowl without Von Miller on that team. He was a wrecking crew in the playoffs. And when he's ready to play, you better watch out. And McGlinchey, McGlinchey is not talented enough to handle Von Miller when he's on his game. He just isn't. No, they're, not even they're, not even Leonard Floyd. You talk about that Rams right. Super Bowl team. Leonard Floyd credits Von Miller. I mean, like Von Miller. I mean, was kind of the Demarcus Ware 
isk esque i guess ish if you want to say different circumstances right but i mean you're exactly right i mean let's Vaughn's going to have a field day, but let's talk about Leonard Floyd. Let's talk about Greg Rousseau. Let's talk about Ed Oliver. I mean, there's some formidable formidable opponents. And you talk yeah. about how well Quinn Miners has been playing lately, and even Lloyd Cushenberry, right? I mean, he was a player you and I were keeping our eye on in the summer. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Lloyd Cushenberry, right? Because as you know, Tom, <laughs> and as you've written about, and as I've covered, and Scott's covered on the road, they're not just giving out interior offensive linemen anymore. Uh, you can't just hit the fall out of the NFL draft tree and hit a couple branches on the way down. And some of those branches are going to be average to, you know, below average starters. It's tough out there to find interior offensive linemen, centers and guards. Uh, ben Powers has been playing a lot better. But man, offensive tackles, they need to be sharp. Mike McGlinchey, do you know the snap count this week? Garrett Bowles, can we, you know, make sure there are no holding penalties? I mean, these are the type of little, little things. And I know it's not fun to talk about, but these little things are either going to make you or break you against a solid football team like Buffalo. Buffalo has a winning tradition. They have built a culture. Now, it doesn't mean they haven't stumbled. It doesn't mean they're unbeatable. But the Broncos should 100% respect this Bills team. I'm not so sure the Bills respect the Broncos, and I don't blame them. Well, let's go back to the offensive line for a second, right? I mean, first of all, you, you hit it. You, you can't grab a rookie that's just going to jump in. It takes a while to develop, and that's what we're seeing now. Cushionberry's finally coming on. Quinn Myers is coming on after a couple years. But the other thing is, is this team was not this offensive line was not together in training camp. I mean, they were Garrett Bowles was in and out of the lineup. Mike McGlinchey was in and out of the lineup. They've been together now for a while. So if, if McGlinchey can cut the mental mistakes and they've started to gel, this offensive line could be better because I think I like their interior offensive line. I think the Broncos have one of the better interior offensive lines in the league, not top five, but it's better. It's better than average. Uh, and I think that when they start to come together, they can be a pretty good team. If McGlinchey can cut down on the freaking mental mistakes and, you know, actually understand where everybody is, uh, I think this offensive line can do some damage. But that's the, that's the big question is when is it going to finally come around? When are they, when is this whole offensive line going to come around as a team? And if they can do that, if, if this offensive line can actually play really good together as a team against the Buffalo Bills, that's going to be their shot to beat this team. They're going to hold off the pass rush and run the ball. That's going to be their shot to beat this team. If they can't do that, then they're, they're going to get blown out. That's just it, right? I mean, I think you're going to know how this football game goes based off the first couple series yep. on offense and defense. I mean, say what you want about this team. They're, they're fairly balanced in the term in terms of it's not just the offense. It's not just the defense. It's not even special teams. It's been a conglomerate of losing. I mean, you know, and I get it. Two games. I'm excited. I mean, and Tom, I've been thrilled to be wrong. I haven't picked the Broncos the last two weeks. And so I'm 0-2 the last two weeks. It's killing me in Pick'em. Are you still are you still at the top of Pick'em, by the way? I haven't looked. I think so. I think I am. I don't know. I haven't checked. I, I might be tied at the top now. I think someone might have tied me, but I mean, All it's right. one of those things where you don't know. So I, I don't, I think, you know, I can say it's because I researched the team and everything, but I, a lot of it's luck, man. I just happened to, uh, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs, I didn't think they could win, but they ended up doing it, right? And I'm happy about it, but, you know, then you never know, right? I mean, so we'll, <laughs> we'll see how this goes this weekend. I would rather see them win than me be right. That's That's all. Me too, man. And on Monday Night Football, like you're going to be up covering that game writing. I'm going to be up covering that game writing. I don't want to write about a loss. I'm sick of writing about losses, yeah. especially the same loss that happens over and over the same way. Different coaches, different quarterback, just the same old garbage. I've had to do that the last couple of weeks, right? Shout out to my guy, James Campbell, who helped me and assisted me, by the way. But no, it's just one of these things, man, where like I want to see it. You want to see it. It's hard, right? It's hard when when someone you're in Vegas, right? I'm going to Vegas in a couple of weeks. We all love gambling occasionally, right? How if you had five dollars, ten dollars, whatever the amount is, and you were gonna put money on one of these teams, it is so tough to leave that fan cap on the table when you're making these picks. And sometimes you just gotta follow your gut. Ryan Thompson coming in real quick saying, Good evening, Broncos country. Hashtag Buckham. Thank you for joining us, Ryan. Really appreciate seeing some new faces, some friendly old faces as well. Um, 
we welcome everybody. Even, you know, we get some Bills fans in here. That would yeah. work. We get some opposing fan bases in here. That would work. Um, I, I want to see a competitive game. Let's just talk about that. I mean, let's talk about guys saying technically sound. We just got done railing on Mike McGlinchey for not knowing the snap count. I mean, this guy went to Notre Dame. Last time I checked, it's tough to get into some of these schools, and these guys <laughs> are pretty smart, some of them, right? But, I mean, some of these mistakes that from veteran players, they just don't fly. I mean, Cortland Sutton has been playing very well lately, right? I need some other receivers to come up and not have alligator arms. Jerry Judy, give you your props. What are you going to do now that you just caught a touchdown, had your best game, arguably, as a Denver Bronco this season? How does Jerry Judy get involved into the matchup? Um, what does this mean for our running backs? What does it mean for the O-line? How does Sean Payton plan to attack this Bills team? And, and Tom, the reason I'm bringing this back up is because you said, I would actually take some shots against this Bills team, and I would too. Has Sean Payton been saving some of these big shots downfield for a, la a later opponent for next year? I mean, it kind of feels at times that Sean Payton is, is withholding plays and i can't figure out why because this is a losing football team and we are in week 10 week 10 tom and i feel like maybe that play calling sheet still has the secret plays down here and i'm not talking about wide receiver reverses i'm not talking about flea flickers i'm talking about some freaking go routes down the sideline okay why will sean payton not let russ cook why can't russ throw up the 50 50 ball to Cortland sutton in buffalo on monday night well, I think the defenses they played kind of dictated the game plan. I know people were upset with Russell Wilson in the Kansas City game and like, oh, he threw too many passes behind the line of scrimmage. They went deep when they needed to. That was the game plan. I think you're going to see this open up. I think you're going to see the Broncos going up against defenses that can be attacked deep, and you're going to see more deep balls. You're going to see Russell Wilson with more yardages uh, you know, per game because the, the slate of the schedule is a lot different in the back half when it comes to pass, you know, these uh, defenses against the pass than it was in the early part of the season. I, you're going to see him open it up, but they have to have an effective running game for it to be as potent as Sean Payton and Russell Wilson need, right? I mean, they can take their deep shots, but it's even better if they have a good running game going, if they can get a running game started early and they can suck yep. those safeties up, then that's when the noise is going to be made. But I still think they should take a deep shot down again, and they will, even if the running game isn't clicking on all cylinders, just because you, you've got the shot to do it. I think, you, I think you actually have a shot against the Bills to go deep once in a while to, to really uh, see if you can hit those explosive plays. Well, and go get a flag, right? I'm not yeah. talking you need to connect every time, but good Lord, Tom, every week I'm seeing teams day in and night out, um, PIs, holding. I mean, just getting something out there. And I'm like, you can't get that if you don't try. I get that's not the goal every play, but there's some strategy to it. Rick Callister coming in with a $10 super. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate you joining MHI with Tom Scott and I. Feeling better. About the Broncos' chances this week. Von Miller is a year older and is coming off of another ACL. Hashtag Buckham. Yeah, Rick, I, I feel you, man. If there was any better time than now to be optimistic, I, I want to be there for that because that means five, six game winning streak. I mean, right? That means big yeah. things because this yeah. has been the best thing in years, Tom. I mean, back-to-back -back wins. This right. has been the best thing ever in, in Denver Broncos football and what feels like forever. So, Rick, I feel you. I do not think Vaughn is the same old Vaughn from 2015, obviously, right? It's 2023. Father time is undefeated. Vaughn has accumulated some more wear on that tie on those tires. He has uh, been coming back from that ACL injury again. Vaughn was just activated on October 7th, folks. He's played in 104 snaps. He's credited with one combo tackle, right? Zero sacks. I think that changes this week. Um, said it earlier in the show. I think Vaughn's going to have a good game. Now, He's listed, I think, on the depth chart as the technical starter right now on that edge position opposite of Greg Rousseau, Leonard Floyd. I would expect Leonard Floyd to probably play more snaps, just being a, a young whippersnapper, so to speak. Um, but Leonard Floyd and Vaughn Miller play in tandem. Those two are going to be on the same field at the same time. Those two are also going to spell each other. Uh, I think Vaughn could have a good game. What's a good game from Vaughn? ASAC. 
a half a sack, quarterback pressure. Uh, Russell Wilson, I, I just got done making fun of Josh Allen for all his turnovers. Russell Wilson fumbles the ball all the time, Tom. <laughs> he fumbles the ball all the time. And then the reason I said I'm out on, on Russell Wilson, what, three weeks ago, I said I was out on him in the Kansas City game in Arrowhead where he coughs up the ball again and then – Sean Payton's screaming and yelling at him, and Russ just his power of positivity face going right to the bench. It happens every week, it feels like. It happened two weeks ago in the Chiefs game again. It happened, you know, almost in the Packers game. It's one of these things, man, where it's like Russ fumbles the football. Some guy named Von Miller has made a habit and a career, a Hall of Fame career out of getting the football. I could totally see a strip sack scenario. Well, well, first I'm going to talk about Von Miller being old. Okay. I did, an old. I did an age analysis a couple of years ago when it comes to, you know, every position just about. All right. Hall of Fame level, Hall of Fame caliber uh, edge rushers don't decline in their later years as much as people anticipate. They can play at a pretty decent level later in years. I, I, I'm i not writing Von Miller off now because he's older and you had an injury. 34. 34 he's years old, by the way. Be 35 pretty soon. But I'm not going to write him off, you know, because I, like I said, Hall of Fame caliber edge rushers can stick around for a while in their later years and and still play pretty good ball. They're not going to get 20 sacks or anything like that. How many yeah. of them had in significant injuries? Was that ever uh, at well, all Terrell like Suggs it towards Achilles tendon? Well, That's Terrell Suggs was steroids. Thought Terrell Suggs was out of control. <laughs> I mean, like, good lord, that guy. But no, I hear you. Um, maybe because it's a different role too, right? I just got done talking about, I don't think Von Miller is going to be on the, on the field every single snap Lando Not Lee sure. coming in real quick as, as I spit some word salad. Lando has been waiting to give his shout out of love and support over on Facebook, man. Lando, thank you so much for those, uh, Facebook stars and Lando. I love that name. First of all, right? Cause you're talking to a couple star Wars freaking nerds. So I hope you <laughs> like star Wars. I hope your family likes star Wars. Cause Lando Calrissian, one of my favorite characters, one of my favorite names. Um, my family come out about Lando. I, have I know. Yes. Yeah, coming out soon. It's going to be great. It's going to yeah. be great. And Lando appreciate that so much. I'm assuming you know, family we just got a new puppy, right? And you start going over puppy names. I hadn't even considered like a Mando or a Lando, and it's too late now, right? He's Thor, right? He's he's Thor. he's okay. Thor, yeah, God of Thunder. You know, he's the That's man. A good name. But, good name but <laughs> Lando, man, Lando. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some respect on Lando's name. That's good. Um, no, well, man. This one thing about Russell Wilson and the fumbles. He's done it his whole career. It just ha it is the way it is. He fumbles. I'm he's fumbled his entire Why? career. Why? Why does he fumble? Is it because he's thinking he about making a big play? I've been told he's got mitts. He's got mitts, yeah. Tom. Everyone talks about how big Russell Wilson's hands are and how short he yeah. is. Can he please hang on to that damn ball? Well, when you're taking, what, average of 43, I think, sacks his entire career every season, you're going to get hit a lot. You're going to fumble. But I'll tell you, <laughs> he does need to clean it up. He, he's, he's on pace to have more fumbles uh, lost than any time in his career. So he needs to he needs to clean that up a little. But people being mad at him for fumbling now when they should have should have expected it for his entire because it's happened his entire career is a little bit of a head scratcher to me. He doesn't know. No, He's no stop it. He, stop he it with that, Tom. I can be mad at and fumbles five loss. He had 14 fumbles in one year. And you're still in on the guy, dude. The guy fumbles all the time, and you're still in on him. That's like, because that's I'm what giving we, you... we were getting when they traded for him because he's done it his whole career. <laughs> Scott weighing in just to, just for yeah, some context. Fumbles. He had 14 fumbles in 2017. Uh, how many are we at right now? We've got to be at at least six or I seven. I think he's at eight and five lost, I think, or something like that. I mean, it, and that's or, your guy. That's yeah, your guy. Well, that's who you were rolling with, man. I, knew that he fumbled when they traded for him, but he also throws touchdown passes and he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. So yeah. you got to take the good with the bad. I mean, he's not, he's not, uh, you know, going to be Peyton Manning out there, but he's definitely, uh, he definitely throws touchdowns and he throws, uh, you know, few interceptions. So I'm, I'm okay to, uh, you know, kind of look, overlook it because I saw it coming, but he needs to clean it up. He is on pace for more fumbles now. And the problem is it's happened at really critical times. The, the commander's game oh, probably would have been a win. We probably wouldn't be worried. We'd probably be more uh, excited about this playoff run. Hopefully if they had beat the commanders, which they should have, but that fumble 
really kind of changed the tide. Now the defense still didn't do their job and they need Kareem to. Jackson. Kareem Jackson is single-handedly responsible for at least two of those L's, right? Like some of those fouls and I get it right. They're fouls. And this is, I think, by the way, Tom, this is his last game, right? Of that suspension. Yeah. Uh, he's back. Jack. Yep. So he's back after this, right? So look for the Bills to try to pick a weak spot there in the Broncos secondary. There it is, opposite of Justin Simmons and Pat Sertan. Rodney Garcia, I, I've been reading Rodney, um, his comments and throwing them up here because I, I like what Rodney's saying about Russ. It, it seems like sometimes it panics. He seems like he, Russell Wilson, panics on his first read. I don't think he panics as much as he's so rushed. I think that he has his preference, whether that be the second or he, if he has time to get to the third read, but he hangs on to the ball way too long, Tom. It's probably the most consistent thing that you and I bitched about watching that Packers game together at the meet and greet. Like, good Lord, Russ, we have got to get rid of the ball. And I haven't looked up the next gen stats or the advanced analytics on where Russ averages in terms of the rest of the league with release i don't think that really matters when you turn on the film right you can pretty much see but i think there's some some validity to broncos country saying look i'm not so sure russ feels protected i'm not so sure russ feels safe to your point it's the way he's always played so has russ ever felt safe has any quarterback ever felt safe in the nfl i mean it's kind of the dangers and the cautions that come with the job however Russ needs to be deliberate. Russ needs to play with confidence. It was cool for me just to see some smiles after that Chiefs game the other day. I mean, like, I don't love every player on this roster. There are some guys here that I don't want here. Some guy, And I've been very vocal about that, and I still am. However, it was great to see some happiness. It was great to see Russ smile. It was great to see Jerry Judy do a funky dance that I have no idea what the hell it was on the <laughs> sideline after catching a touchdown, right? It was fun to see Justin Simmons dabbing it up with Garrett Bowles. Man, I am here for that. I am here for more of the good times. And I feel like when Russ is playing loose, he's not so tight for a guy who's so positive all the time man russ looks like he's terrified out there on sundays and i don't know why considering he's the super bowl winning quarterback he's a pro bowler uh hall of fame i don't i'm not gonna quite go there i think it's arguably in the in the conversation right but i mean russ needs to have fun tom yeah. how does russ have fun against the buffalo bills well i think they need to change up a little bit of the play calls there's a couple things that i i think that they've they really haven't explored too much. One is he, he likes, he likes to move. So make a moving pocket, maybe get him out a little bit more outside the pocket because he gets, he drops back. He sees that his first read isn't there. He ducks and runs. You know, so get him moving a little bit. And the second thing I have a complaint on really about some of these quick throws is they, they, you know, I, I called it out against the Kansas city chiefs. They tried to do a, a like a super quick pass right to Cortland Sutton right off the line, but Cortland Sutton—that's not his game. He's not sudden enough to create that quick separation. Throw He's not DT. Throw it up to him. <laughs> fine, he'll go get it. Have somebody else do it, like Mims or Judy. You know, you've got to help Russell Wilson out a little bit in some of these play calls because some of them just aren't—I don't feel it—really fit him quite well, and and actually put him a little behind you know, a little behind what he's trying to do. So do a little bit of that, get him more confidence. A guy that's taken that many sacks, he's going to have happy feet. I mean, you get hit, he got sacked 55 times last year and probably got hit way more. I mean, you're going to get, it's going to take its toll. There's no doubt about it. I mean, that's why David Carr was out of the league so fast. He's getting sacked 70 times a year and all he could do was run for cover and he couldn't throw the ball anymore. You know, that it gets in your mind. So having Russ be positive, that's a good thing because if he was down on himself all the time, if he can get hit constantly, it probably would affect him even more. We'd probably see a worse Russell Wilson right now. Keith Brugman coming in with some support, man. Comments aren't attaching to the stars. Sorry about that. I, it seems like maybe we're having some technical issues on Facebook. Uh, give us a shout out and we'll be sure to give you guys your props um, and DM us too as well. At Luke Patterson LP, at Thomas Hall NFL, at Scout Kennedy, at Maha Huddle. We'll make sure we give that support back one way or the other, whether it be on this show tonight, whether it be via a message. Let's read the rest of Keith's uh, super. The Broncos won the game against the Bills Monday night because... Tom, you want to take this one? Well, it's easy to say they don't turn the ball over, but that's too easy, right? I mean, I, obviously, if they turn the ball over, they're going to lose. But uh, really, I think I think they win the the game if uh, Javante Williams 
goes over the century mark and they, they have an effective running game. I think they can win because of that. I, you know, obviously if they turn the ball over, it doesn't really matter, but I think if they have an effective running game, if Javante Williams gets 110 yards, I think they win the game because I think that sets Ooh. up everything else that their offense can be good at against the bills. And it, you know, if they're still running the ball, that means they're not behind and, you know, panicking. All right. I'll take this one. The Broncos won the game against the bills Monday night because Josh Allen choked <laughs> and I am sitting here and I'm dead serious and I'm wearing my Wyoming hoodie and I hadn't even thought about, you know, I'm wearing it because of Josh Allen or anything like that. I'm wearing that for all you CSU fans in here because, you know, we were talking some junk last Wednesday, but no, seriously, I got love for the Rams too. Here's the thing. Josh Allen turns over the ball a lot. We talked about that earlier in the show. I pointed out the fact there have only been two games this season in which he hasn't fumbled or thrown an interception against the Dolphins and the Raiders. The Bills won both of those games. Uh, Josh Allen is, he thinks he's Superman, right? He thinks he can win them every single game. And that's what you want out of your quarterback. You want that confidence. You want that level of play. However, the maturation of Josh Allen is somewhat being questioned right now. Does he have the right staff? Has he been brought up the right way? It, you know, all these sorts of things. Is it him? Is he is he too immature? Is he too risque? Is he what's the deal with Josh Allen? I don't know. I, I love the guy. I would take him on my team in a heartbeat. Um, he's a fun player to watch. However, I've seen a lot of moments where Josh Allen uh, has lost the game going for the big hero moment. I think that could potentially happen here on Monday Night Football. You could see a very ugly game. Maybe that's something we haven't even talked about, right? What if you see a good defensive game that's ugly and low scoring? Maybe the Broncos can catch the Bills on, on a late last-minute turnover. A P.J. Locke, right? I see Mr. Garcia here in the comment section. Maybe a P.J. Locke moment, a Justin Simmons moment, a PS2 moment. It's about time. Everybody in the world wanted to know if Pat Sertan was going to get traded, the best player arguably on the entire football team. Maybe Pat Sertan has a breakout moment in this game against Stephon Diggs. This is why you didn't trade Pat Sertan. I mean, these sorts of things matter, Keith. So I could totally see... Josh Allen having a Josh Allen moment and choking a little bit. It happens with that brief quarterback, the gunslinger, Tom. As yeah. you know, being a fan of Westerns, not every gunslinger lives every single match. <laughs> that's right. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, that's what you got with Josh Allen, right? He's he's John Elway-esque back in John Elway during the day. John Elway could win you the game. He could take the team on his shoulders and go win you the game. But he also threw a lot of interceptions, right? I mean, because he thought yeah. he could, he thought he could get the ball in there every single time. I like that. I, I wish you. I wish Russell Wilson could have a little bit of that back because I think he is a little bit too hesitant to throw Gun the shy. ball. Yeah, and to to try and get it in there. Josh Allen's the other way, but Josh Allen can kill you at the same time with with the way he throws the ball. I mean, he could take that game over and come away with four or five touchdown passes. So you never know. And he's going to throw his interceptions, but he also is going to throw his touchdowns and get a lot of, you know, he's going to get some, something done with his legs. So, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to have the perfect quarterback, right? You, you want a gunslinger mentality, but you don't want him to throw interceptions. Well, that comes with the territory <laughs> or you have a guy that yeah. doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, but he, you know, he, he holds the ball too long because he's a little bit too tentative. So, you know, the, the, the perfect quarterbacks are hard to come by and they're in the hall of fame for a reason. And some of them are in the hall of fame and they weren't perfect quarterbacks. So, well, and it makes me wonder like, what if Josh Allen got a coach like a BA, right? Like a Bruce Arians and no, you know, no risk it, no biscuit kind of a guy. Right. Yeah. Because that's Sean McDermott's a little more conservative. Right. And I, I like Sean, I do, but based on things I've heard, I mean, it's time to win out there in Buffalo. Otherwise you might be looking at a different coaching staff. William Catalano coming in here. Will's been with us since the beginning here on MHI. I really appreciate the support, brother. Do you guys think Pat Sertan will be on digs constantly, no matter what? I don't think so. Will. I wish it were so, but I've seen Pat Sertan travel with all kinds of players. And uh, if Devonte Adams, isn't going to get locked up by just PS2. I don't foresee PS2 on digs the entire game. It's just the scheme. It's the way Vance Joseph coaches this football team. Hell, even before Vance Joseph was here, Pastor Tan didn't always lock down Devontae Adams on every single rep. If it were me, I would immediately take Stephon Diggs away by putting Pastor Tan on him. Why? Because that's Josh Allen's favorite target deep down the field. Tom, you just talked about those deep down the field, those, those huge bombs that Josh Allen loves to throw. 
They're not so scary. That's the time where a defense could actually jump up, grab that ball, and get a turnover, baby. I want to see that, and I want to see Josh Allen press Pat Sertan. Let's see just how good Josh Allen's arm is against Pat Sertan because Stephon Diggs is one of the best wide receivers. He's got that alpha dog mentality as well. He's also a diva. He also gets upset. He's also dramatic. I want to see PS2 get in his kitchen. So, Will, I wish that were the case. I just don't see it. Tom, what say you? Yeah, I mean, it's it seems to be happening a, happening a little bit more than it was earlier in the year, where Pat Sertan plays a little bit more on the best player. I mean, it'd be he's you know I saw him covering uh, Travis Kelsey a few times, but yeah, I don't know if he's going to follow him. I don't know. I mean, it would be nice to see that because why not? Uh, and but I'm a little bit more worried as always about the tight ends getting away from these linebackers and safeties and, and churning out yards stuff on digs. You know, if he goes up against Sertan, fine, but then you got the tight ends to worry about, which the Broncos don't have, you know, they don't have two of them end. now. It's yeah. not just Dawson Knox. They, right. I loved Dawson Knox. So when they drafted Dalton Kincaid, yeah. Tom, I was shocked. I'm like, what yeah. does this mean for Dawson Knox? Well, not, too much, right? They love Dawson Knox, but now it just means they have an embarrassment of riches at tight end. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be nice to see that. I don't know if he will, just based on Vance Joseph's philosophy, but, I mean, it would it would be nice to see that because, I mean, why why have a shutdown corner in the one of the best, if not, not the best him. in the NFL, if you're not going to use him to shut down their best receiver, right? I mean, I get, I get it. Back in the day, you know, you shut down one side of the field. Louis Wright shut down corner. He shut down one side of the field. God but rest his soul. Today's day and age, a shutdown corner is one who can take away your best receiver. Let's see that happen more. AJ Brown is out there making the rounds on social media right now based on something he said in a podcast. You know, AJ Brown, Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver. Perhaps you've heard of him, one of the best in the NFL, if not the best. Uh, he's calling his shot, saying Pastor Tan is the best corner. I love his game. You can read all about it at milehighhuddle.com. Chad's got an article up on it right now. Um, and guys recognize that, man. So it's going to be interesting to see the matchup because I don't think Josh Allen's going to shy away from Pastor Tan. It's not who he is. Josh Allen, say what you want about him, and I love the guy. He has his faults. Every quarterback does. But I love the fact that he is willing to keep going, right? It's the old Drew Locke line for all, you know, the Drew Locke stands that are still in, in this chat. It's, you know, when, when Drew Locke was asked years ago, what's it like throwing these big, deep balls? What's it like being a gunslinger quarterback? He said, it's a lot like being a three-point shooter. You just got to keep shooting. And that's exactly what Josh Allen does. He keeps calling a shot. doesn't come up with the victory every time. But I respect it, and I do imagine that Josh Allen's going to get after Pat Sertan. We are in the final segment, final little bit of MHI. He is Thomas Hall. I'm Luke Patterson. Follow Tom on X at Thomas Hall NFL. Yours truly at Luke Patterson LP and Scott as well at Scout Kennedy. Tom, I wanted to talk to you about something non-football related, but it's been a big source of discussion and optimism here in Denver. The Denver Broncos announced plans for a new training facility team headquarters that's set to open in 2026 apparently money's not a problem around here tom the <laughs> walton penner ownership group they say we got it it's all good well money's a problem with the salary cap but not anything else and they'll go spend the money which is fine i mean it looks like it's going to be a beautiful facility go spend the money and that's the thing like if you're an owner and you're not a football person so to speak it, don't be like Dan Snyder and Jerry Jones where you meddle in the football operations. Use your, you know, your money and your mentality for this type of stuff. Make it the best facility in the NFL. Make it so that P your players want to come there and play for you because, you know, hopefully you're a winner and you have the nicest place to play in the NFL. So I'm all for it. Spend that money. I mean, what else are they going to spend it on? You can buy another yacht, I guess, but spend it on the team. It looks great. They're going to be stands. I, from what I understand, there's going to be stands yeah. for the fans now. And it's going to be the stands. The stands, Tom, are going to be facing the West. So you're actually going to get to see the beautiful mountains. We're actually going to get some shade instead of burning and sweating out there yeah. Uh, yeah. at training camp. And we talk about money. I mean, 175 million is the expected number for the team headquarter upgrades, if we want to call them that, which uh, should be done by the start of the 2026 season. Michael Ranquillo coming in. Great show tonight, Thomas and Luke on MHI and Go Broncos. Thanks a lot, Michael. Really appreciate you, brother. You've been 
fantastic with all the support throughout the years. I'm sure Michael's excited about these these uh, new headquarters that are coming, and it makes me wonder immediately about the the stadium, right? Everybody's wondering about the stadium, and that's coming next, right? And or sooner, or who the hell knows, right? That's being kept under wraps. I do think eventually things are going to move out east, especially that stadium, and it makes me wonder if they're sinking in 175 mil in just these these upgrades for the practice facility for the team headquarters. What's the stadium going to look like? Because you have to know if there's an ownership group in North America on planet earth that wants to bring a super bowl to their home city it's got to be the walton penner ownership group i mean how cool would that be super bowl destination denver colorado it's got to be a it's got to be a retractable roof right it has to be if they want the super bowl to be here they're gonna have to put a retractable roof on i mean play the whole season with it open i don't care but if you want a super bowl to come to denver you better you better put that roof on and you know, who knows? So they might, I've seen all sorts of ideas right out by the airport or where it's at now, or, you know, kind of near where it's at now. I have no idea. I mean, it would be, it would be nice to be out by the airport. People could fly in and just, you know, make an easy trip to the, uh, to the stadium, but yeah, I, I, who knows, but it better be, it better be state of the art, which I'm sure it will be. Well, and it was interesting that Sean Payton was consulted about this, right? Obviously, shows just like we've been speculating that Sean is safe. That's my opinion. I shouldn't, I guess, speak for you, but I think I follow the money in the contract, and you do as well. Uh, Sean Payton's going nowhere anytime soon, and um, I think that was nice to add that fact into it that Sean Payton is included in these future plans, but. Man, these future plans, it would drive me nuts if I was the Walton Penner ownership group and we're putting all this money into free agents, all this money into stadium upgrades now, right? We saw that beautiful Jumbotron or whatever it is they have at Empower Field. I mean, my Lord, Tom, that thing was impressive. It was just like, holy cow. Yeah. Wow. We have rich owners and they are seriously spending money. It would drive me nuts to be spending all this money just to have a losing football team. Yeah. How much patience does Greg Penner have with this football team? I hope not much if they keep <laughs> losing. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like short views. <laughs> I mean, they, they have to show some patience. I guess what I would say is it depends on how the rest of the season goes, how much patience they're going to have. If this team has actually come together like we th- you know, we're, we're hoping for, and you see wins strung together and maybe they don't make the playoffs, but they make a run for it and they get close. I think you're going to see more patience because they're going to start to understand that, okay, this is the Sean Payton's uh, approach is starting to come together. we got to get a few more key players for talent and to put us over the top. But if, if they turn into the team that, you know, started out the season, then I don't think they should have much patience at all. I think they should maybe give him another year and see what happens. But if it's the same old, same old, man, you got you got to make a change again already after you know so many changes have happened. It's it's a bummer. A bummer. Something the Broncos are hoping to avoid on Monday night football as Denver travels the Buffalo for a Monday night football matchup, a week 10 finale, if you will, against the Bills and Josh Allen. Uh, Bills Mafia is going to be going nuts. They're going to be representing very well out there in Buffalo. Josh Allen's going to be playing some good football. A lot of good players out there on that field. Stephon Diggs, uh, man, Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox. Talk about some of the defenders at Oliver. Von Miller, right? Broncos country is going to be on Von alert for sure. Um, maybe there's even a cool little moment with, with some of Von's former teammates, right? Justin Simmons, Garrett Bowles before the game, after the game. Uh, those little things are going to be there. It's going to be a cool storyline for sure, but I've got the Broncos losing this game, Tom, 33 to 20 against the Buffalo Bills. I just, I do subscribe to the theory that Sean Payton is the right man to fix this football team. It's just not with this current crop of players. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the, the Bills have a lot of talent. I think they have more talent on the field than the Broncos. And that's why the Broncos really kind of have to play that really good game like they did against the Chiefs in order to win. And can they get that good game out of every facet of this team uh, consistently to beat the better teams all the time? I don't think so. That's why I I feel like they might go. They're going to go into Buffalo and lose. It's a it's a big task to go into Buffalo and beat the Buffalo Bills. It really is, especially a team that has to win in order to 
keep up with these other teams in the playoff race. So it's going to be a tough, uh, but I, I think that I'm hoping to see a good showing again. I said, I said they can lose and still have a good showing and show that they, uh, you know, that they aren't the team that started out the season and people should be, even if they lose, they should still be hopeful for many of these other games going forward. It's just a tough task to go into Buffalo and win. It really is. It's a tough task, but it's a task that the Broncos need to complete for this fan base and themselves, nonetheless. Um, not going to press you, right? Because I'm going to save your prediction for your Saturday night show, Orange and Blue View with Ron White on Saturday night, 6 p.m. Mountain. You can also catch Tom on Legends every Friday morning as well. Um, let's see some competitive football. Let's see these guys come out. Let's uh, not see lethargic guys false starting let's not see guys that can't get on the field on time let's see a competitive brand of football what a show tom broncos country showed up and showed out man it's a, this hour always flies by it's even uh it's even quicker when it's a monday night football game against the bills right and, and this yep. broncos fan base has been aching to see this team play some winning football they've seen it for two weeks now yep. broncos are coming off of a bye hopefully they can get in over the bills here in week 10 um scott at scout kennedy if you'd like to reach out to scott tom's at, at thomas hall nfl yours truly at luke patterson lp head on over to the mothership at mile high huddle over on x head on over to milehighhuddle.com our official staff predictions are usually up on friday tom's article by the numbers is usually up by then as well yours truly my keys to victory against the bills right around tom's article as well on, on friday as well um it's gonna be awesome man here we go football is back i am ready for the bills gary palmer coming in here man love the show guys go broncos good to see you gary glp another one of those guys rocking with us since the beginning uh broncos country here we go on the way to buffalo this is the way head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things broncos it's happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 